Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from The Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. Tell me more! (laughs) All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls where you'll get access to all of our bonus content. You'll get a shout out like our shout out for this week is to our good friend Mo who decided yes. finally to take the plunge and sign up because Hannah made her. What a champ. I told her she'd get a shout out on Instagram and that really sold her. And you really did. You did a good job shouting her out. She there even reposted it. It was great. You could be one of those people. Yes. If you sign up for Patreon. But tell me how much it is. It's only $3. <laughs> what can you get for $3? Hannah. Oh my gosh, you can't even get a Starbucks coffee for $3 Literally. or a gallon of gas. Correct. But for that that minimal amount <laughs> per month, you can get more of us. What did I say? It's less than 10 cents a day. <laughs> Cue the uh, Sarah McLaughlin music. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this week we are covering The Kite Runner. Um, and I've titled this one because I couldn't get it out of my head the entire time. Let's go fly a kite from Mary Poppins. I know you're lost. Totally but everyone lost. is going to know. Also, are you going to use that for our weekly post? Yes. Because, you know, now we're in the business of singing, apparently. Yes. yes. Yeah, I've never um, seen that movie. You've never seen Mary Poppins? No. Which is God, odd, considering so how much good. I love Julie Andrews. Can we, like, watch it soon? Because it's so good. I mean, I You guess. just said you love Julie Andrews. I do, but I like... love Sound of Music. Oh, Mary Poppins is so good. And even the remake was really good, too. I'll take your word for it. All right. So the book was originally published May 29th, 2003, and it's written by Khaled Hosseini. Uh, It has a 4.3 out of 5 on Goodreads, and it's 371 pages. Also, can I just say I cannot wait for you to try to pronounce these names. They're going to be so great. I was just going to say that I might have you come over to this side of the table (laughs) to read some of these names. Uh, I'll correct you. How about that? Great. Uh, the movie came out in 2000. Well, there's a little discrepancy on IMDb. It was either 2007 or 2008. It they're unsure. It, they're not sure. I can't. <laughs> okay. doesn't really know. Um, it's PG-13, which we'll get into, which is very actually um, questionable mm-hmm. if this should be rated R PG-13. True, true. Um, but it is a drama, and it's two hours and eight minutes long. Um, directed by uh, Mark Forster. I could pronounce that name. <laughs> um, he was the director of World War Z, which we'll do eventually, mm-hmm. and Monster's Ball, which was a huge movie oh, as well. Okay. Uh, so the IMDb synopsis reads, After spending years in California, Amir returns to his homeland in Afghanistan. Uh, actually, I'm not going to say it the Western way. I'm going to say it the proper way. Afghanistan. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know what? I'm not saying it like that. I know, I know. I gotta, I gotta represent for my people and the people around me. You know me. what? I felt like you had a much better time with this book than I did. I did. Um, all right. I'll, re- I'll reread it since we okay. messed that up. After spending years in California, Amir returns to his homeland in Afghanistan to help his old friend Hassan, whose son is in trouble. Which I feel like is an extremely vague and... Doesn't really tell you much synopsis. That's true. Um, And let's also refresh our listeners that the reason you are able to pronounce these words correctly is because your family is from Iran. You were born in Iran. Correct. And although this isn't necessarily set in Iran, um, uh, those who are from Afghanistan speak Farsi. They speak different dialects of Farsi. So a lot of the interactions Mm -hmm. in the book and the movie, I could pretty much figure out what they were saying. Yeah, I was going to say in the movie, because obviously I watched it with subtitles, but it's also has subtitles Mm -hmm. in it because it's a lot of it is not in English. Were you able to just listen to it? 
some parts, yes, some parts, no. And we'll talk about it because some of the actors are actually Iranian. Mm-hmm. They're not Afghani. So those cases I was because you could kind of hear their yeah. Persian accents. But the ones that were like full on Afghani um, actors, it was a little bit difficult. I had yeah. I found myself reading the subtitles. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know this was in subtitles. So because <laughs> a lot of times I like will listen to the movie as I'm typing and I was having trouble yeah. like figuring out what was happening and, and but whatnot. you watch movies with subtitles all the time okay but i can still listen to what it sure like you know, okay. I, in order to figure out what's happening i have to be looking at the screen that's true you that's know? a good point i did have an easier time reading the parts that are in afghani in the book because mm-hmm. i can kind of by by kind of figuring out the spelling figure mm-hmm. out what they were trying to say i mean they they still tell you what it is but i did i did have a little bit of an edge on you <laughs> yeah, a, yeah a lot of edge uh so some interesting facts um this book appeared on the New York Times bestseller list for over two years. You even mentioned to me uh, not too long ago that it's one of like the most book club picked book yeah. ever. And which, we've like, had a lot of people like, suggest this, this yeah, one. 100%. Um, they have done a, a number of different ad- adaptations, including obviously the movie that we're going to talk about today, um, as well as uh, several stage performances and a graphic novel for this book mm-hmm. as well, which I'd love to see the graphic novel. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Um, Hosseini, the author, he actually worked as a medical internist at Kaiser before mm-hmm. he wrote this book. Um, so, you know, he has other talents other than Mm -hmm. uh, book writing. Um, In 1999, he um, learned through a report that the Taliban had actually banned kite um, flying in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Afghanistan. I'm going to have a hard time switching. Um, uh, Basically, because and because of that, he was um, it struck a specific chord for him because when he he was growing up, he actually um, flew kites pretty often. So that kind of motivated him. He wrote a 25 page short story about two boys that fly kites. It was um, uh, rejected by both Esquire and The New Yorker. But then later he kind of picked it up again in 2001 and decided to make it a full Mm. um, novel, which is what we got out of the kite runner question so is the kite fighting thing just in afghanistan or do people do that in iran too uh i personally haven't heard it in iran i think it's a universal thing i don't necessarily think it's like specific to afghanistan i'm sure there's kite contests and kite tournaments all over the world if i'm being completely honest yeah um but so the publisher riverhead books um, published the kite runner um, and originally printed about fifty thousand copies in in hardback i'm sure since then it's been as you know way more than that um and it was originally obviously published in english but it was later translated into 42 languages and published in 38 countries so and this one i that was in Farsi. I can't imagine <laughs> that it wouldn't be. <laughs> Although, I don't know. There's some topics that I could see Iran mm-hmm. banning, but they probably just, ex- you know, take that those portions out. Right. So the movie only has a 65% on Rotten oh, wow. Tomatoes. But, I mean, it is a little like if you're not wanting to watch or if you don't know really this movie. And I think that's unfortunate you know what hear. i mean like yeah. it's it's one thing and and i will say that i when reading some of the reviews a lot of it is bad because they like the book so much oh, okay which i think sometimes is why some of these movies have lower ratings mm-hmm. is because people have something to direct compare it to That's you fair. know what i mean uh, the budget was only 20 million dollars but it did end up grossing 75 million dollars so it did fairly well mm-hmm. um Interesting enough, the movie was not filmed in the Middle East at all. I didn't think it was going to be, but I was curious. <laughs> so it was filmed in three different cities in China, actually. Oh, okay. Beijing, uh, Kashgar, 
and Tash Kurgan. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, which I thought was interesting because I, I figured it, you know, it's probably hard to shoot movies there. Sure. But I wouldn't have pegged China for that. I, when I look at it, it doesn't look well, like China. Well, and like the... Um, you know, like the extras and stuff definitely looked like they were from Afghanistan. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they brought people in or they were able to find those in China. Who knows? That, that's interesting. Um, so there is a scene in this movie that we will talk about. Obviously, it's a horrible scene, um, but it does include um, a rape of a child, which is awful. Yeah. Um, and due to um, all of this, you know, everything that people in Afghanistan believe or whatnot. Um, Paramount actually agreed to relocate the young actors out of the country into the United um, Arab Emirates and arrange visas, housing and schooling for the young actors and jobs for their guardians. And they accept responsibility for their living expenses for all of those young actors involved in that scene until they reach adulthood, which can cost an estimated $500,000. Like they can't go back or they're just kind of, kindly pushing them out um i think it sounded like because i looked into these kids and Mm -hmm. pretty much they haven't done anything in terms of acting after this so i'm sure the only way to get them to agree to it was by paramount paying paying for it it. so which is very interesting to me um that you would even like agree to it if it's that you know i mean i guess they i don't know maybe they'd they didn't think about it. You yeah. know what I mean? They just kind of went with it. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so the author, you know, who was involved in the in the making of the movie as well, um, he described um, the kite flying, flying tournament um, as it was actually really funny when they were filming it because there was no actual kites in the sky. Um, so they were just looking, around, <laughs> looking up at a bunch of strings um, going from different cables. Um, and they had to, like, tie water bottles to these strings to, like, make them tight or whatever. So, and they said that there was no wind. So they were just like looking up at the sky at a bunch of like strings. I mean, you could pretty much tell that it's not real. It was all CGI. Yeah. But I mean, for what it was, I liked it. I thought it looked cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that what you know we'll obviously bring up is that one of the young boys in this movie, Hassan, has um, a cleft upper lip. Mm-hmm. And they, they originally were going to have that in the film. They don't actually include it in the film um, because it required required two hours of makeup every day and it was really difficult for the boy to act with mm-hmm. it on there so they ended up just taking also, that out can you imagine getting a like young boy to sit in a chair for two hours two hour, no every way. day <laughs> no and they said it wasn't essential to the script which it does it, it doesn't it, it's not really i mean so they, they he has surgery out. in the in the book to get it fixed yeah so it's not like he lives his whole life with it uh, so in the DVD com- uh, commentary, uh, the director actually said that he insisted um, that the Afghani, that's how you pronounce it? Af- Afghani? Af- it's fine. <laughs> characters um, speak Dar, is it Dari? It's D-A-R-I. Da- da- I think it's da- Dari, if I'm not mistaken. But again, this is me being Iranian. I'm yeah. sure in, in <laughs> Afghanistan they pronounce it differently. Yeah, so um, he said that he insisted on them speaking that to make the film as authentic as possible. Um, and he said that Iran and Afghanistan do share a language, um, which is Farsi mm-hmm. in Iran, and it's called Dari in um, yeah. Afghanistan. Um it's essentially they said the same language with just different accents. Very different accents. Like to the point where I couldn't understand it sometimes. <laughs> um, but uh, so they, he just thought that that was very essential yeah. that they make that 
And I agree. Difference. I think it makes it more authentic for mm-hmm. sure. Because like I mentioned, there's a couple, one or two, I think, actors that are Iranian that play yeah. characters. And if you had them just speaking their normal you know, mm-hmm. um, dialect, it's a little strange or off-putting yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, there's multiple dialects of Farsi. I think there's like Pashto, Dadi, Urdu, and like one or two other ones. I prefer Farsi. You, you prefer the way I speak it? Farsarian, as we like to call it. <laughs> um, this last fact, I have nothing to back it up. I don't know if this is true. <laughs> okay. But I read it somewhere, and I thought you would find it fascinating. Okay. Um, that supposedly Kesar from Big Brother 6, 7, and 21 auditioned for the lead role as Amir in this film. I would have <laughs> loved that. So, I, again, I don't know if that's true, but maybe. Oh, my God. That would have been so great. Now I'm sad that <laughs> that wasn't the case. I know. I do like it Because I do feel like he would have fit the role a little bit better not just mm. like acting wise but like look looks wise i felt like the guy who plays the old the older amir just looked a mm. little like too wonderbread for me yeah <laughs> speaking of let's get into the cast um we'll talk about adult amir um is played by khalid abdallah yeah, sure. Close. <laughs> um, he's actually born in Scotland. Oh, okay. Um, but he's been on the TV show Hannah, and he was in the movie Assassin's Creed. But other than that, that's about it from mm-hmm. him. Um, but I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't buy it. I didn't, I didn't buy either. his acting. I thought, yes, this character needed a little bit of a wimpy side, but mm-hmm. he went totally wimpy. Agreed. Like in the book, I felt like, the kid, like, he kind of grew up and kind of grew out of the wimpiness in the book a little bit. He you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, the whole time he, I just, I don't know. He was yeah. very cringy to me the whole book. <laughs> oh, the whole Or not book, whole, oh, whole movie. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. And, like, I just, they don't always necessarily have to look identical to their younger counterpart but i felt like these two looked completely different from each other like it's hard to believe that that person would have grown up to look like right and i actually thought it was interesting because the little boy who played hassan even in the picture that they showed of adult hassan i was like yeah that's him 100 (laughs) percent. and that was just a polaroid photo yeah i agree so um yeah i thought that was a little bit of a miss for me kesar for the win yes (laughs) (laughs) well and especially because he looked nothing like the dad no Nothing. Not at all. Um, who, I'm just going to call him Baba, because... That's his name. That's his name. Um, <laughs> is played by... Will you just come look at this? There's no way I'm going to prove it. I'll just... I'll look up the cast. How about that? Okay. That way I can help you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I think he's the one that's Iranian. He is from Iran. He's from... I-S-F-A-H-A-N? Esfahan. Esfahan. His name is Homayun Ersadi. Yeah, you do much Or Ersadi. Ershadi? No, Ersadi is probably how you say it. <laughs> uh, but he was in a movie called A Most A Most Wanted Man, and he was also in Zero Dark Thirty. I oh. actually really like I thought he was great in this movie. I loved Bubba in the movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't love him in the book. No, he's not <laughs> he's not as harsh in the movie yeah. as he is in the book. Yeah. Um, but I really liked him in the movie a I lot. Agree. Yeah, he was sweet. He's just cute at the end. <laughs> okay. Um, next character is uh Rahim and is played by Rahim Khan. I think it's Sean Tube. Tobe? I'm going to go with Sean. Yeah, his name's Sean. <laughs> um, He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was in Iron Man 1 and 3. He's in the TV series um, Snowpiercer and was in Homeland. Um, and he was is also from Iran. Mm-hmm. He's from Tehran. That's where yes. I'm from. That's what I thought. I was like, that sounds so familiar. <laughs> 
Um, I wish he would have been more in the movie. I agree. Um, because I felt like he played a pretty big role in, in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he was good. Yeah, I like him. He's like the resident actor they get to like yeah. play the Iranian mm-hmm. for things. Um, it's like him and Maz Jobrani, who plays like funnier characters. Mm-hmm. Maz was in 13 Going on 30. He was one oh, of the guys. In, yeah. like, the, <laughs> he was one of the guys in, I think, the like editing department mm-hmm. or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked him. I agree. I think it would have been nicer to see a little bit more of him maybe kind of in the earlier stages. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause he doesn't have too much of a role like towards the end, but yeah, more, more of him would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, last character I wanted to talk about was Soraya. Is that your person? Soraya. Yes. Um, played by Atasa. Atasa? 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 Yeah. Leone. Um, she was in one episode of Homeland and then we didn't really hear much of her. After that. Okay, question. But she has a face that looks like I know her from a million things. Well, hold on. I'm looking her up. Give me a second. Hold on. What am I looking for? Unless there's something that I just didn't really recognize, like a movie or something. No, maybe. She just has a face that I'm like, I know who she is. And then when I looked her up, I was like, I don't know who this is. Well, her last name is throwing me off because... Well, she was born in Berlin. Okay. So, but then I thought, okay, this is why I say this. So her last name is Leone. Mm-hmm. Under the cast, Tay Leone is also listed. Oh, you know who Tay Leone is, right? I don't think so. If you looked her up, you would know. I think she's in like Spanglish and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, are they related? Is what I'm trying to figure out. Because oh. like that seems odd, and I'm pretty sure Tay Leone wasn't actually in this movie. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> so interesting. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought she was fine. She wasn't as like, I don't know, in the book, I had such like a different version of her. Like he, the way he talks about her in the book, she's just like this most gorgeous girl. And like, she, not that, that she's not really yeah. pretty, but she was very understated in the, in this story. That's um, fair. And I feel like they really brushed her over. In, in the movie? In, in the movie. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, because we don't, again, like a lot of, you know, book to movie adaptations, we don't get like the inner dialogue right. because Amir talks about her like she's basically a goddess yeah. <laughs> in the book and we don't really get yeah. that too much. I was going to talk about the, her dad as well because mm-hmm. he also has a face where I was like, I know this guy. And then I looked <laughs> him up and I'm like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> Maybe you've just been around me and my family too much. You're like, oh, that guy looks like <laughs> someone who could be an actor. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, th- I mean, overall, I mean, other than Amir, I thought the cast overall was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. Um, are we not talking about the little kids? No, really? Because like I said, they're not, they're not yeah. like after they were in this, they were never really heard from again in That's terms fair. of in the acting world. Um, I did really like the two little kids who played, um, young uh hassan and young um amir, amir yeah. i thought they were i thought they both did a really good job I did too their like friendship together was really yeah. cute or like their so, chemistry mm-hmm. very cute all right time for who said it um your first quote is there is no act more wretched than stealing that was baba baba for sure <laughs> do you call your dad baba? i do call him baba what do you call your mom um what do i call my mom mom there isn't a word in Farsi. There is mom? Maman, but I usually don't. Well, call and her then that. what are well, you? She with... really likes people to call her by her name, so I'll usually yeah. just say Nasreen. <laughs> I call her Mama Roche. <laughs> but then what? What do they call? What do your nieces and nephews call you? So if this is the confusing thing, if it's a if I'm an aunt on my brother's side, which mm-hmm. I only have brothers, I'm an Amme. 
Mm-hmm. But if I had a sister and I was an aunt to her kids, I'd be a khale, which you hear in this. Interesting. Yeah. Or they say khala, I think. But huh. Yeah. It's very strange. Yeah. We could talk about this for hours. I know. I know we could. I've known you for almost five years, and I feel like I learn something new every day. <laughs> I just like, I like to keep you on your toes. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Next one. Someday you will be a great writer, and people all over the world will read your stories. Rahim. Yes. Rahim Khan. You gotta say it, like, with, like, power. <laughs> like, when you put a Khan at the end of, like, a name, it shows, like, power and, like, um... What's the word? Like stature. I will say, sorry, tangent. I thought the book did a really good job of introducing words and phrases. Culture. Culture. Mm -hmm. And then explaining it. And without going into like, this is what this means. But just like, I thought it did a really good job of it. I'm really glad that you bring that up because I felt like... On the flip side, with Memoirs of a Geisha, mm-hmm. it was very much like, this is what this means. And yeah. this is what this... Because, in my opinion, it was written by a white man. True. This was written by an Afghani about, yeah. you know, Afghani. So it's, like, very easy to describe what you already know. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that you brought that up. All right, next one. That's the Afghanistan I know. You? You've always been a tourist here. You just didn't know it. This guy was driving him. <laughs> Yes. Farid? Farid, yeah. (laughs) Last one. Father used to say it's wrong to hurt even bad people because they don't know any better and because bad people sometimes become good. Amir? Mm, Sohrab. Mm. So uh, Hassan's little boy. Threw a wrench in that for me. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Your options for F. Mary Kill are Amir, Baba, and Rahim Khan. Okay. We're killing Amir. (laughs) Can't. I can't. Um, what were the other two? Baba and Rahim Khan. I'm going to marry Baba <laughs> in the 70s in Afghanistan because he threw some oh, wicked parties. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I like the attitude of Baba in the 80s and and, <sighs> and beyond. I know, but shoot, he threw a lot of great parties and lived in a really great house. Sure, I guess, yeah, that, you know? that's fair. <laughs> you can take care of me in the 70s. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I will fly a kite with Rahim Khan. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know enough about Rahim Khan to say that I would marry him, so I probably would agree with mm-hmm. you on, on your choices. Um, but I'm going, like, later, Bubba. Mm-hmm. I'm going, like... Flea market. A, I'm, I'm going like buy everyone around at the bar. Got Baba. it. Flea market. Baba. Yeah. Which is so awkward to say because right. I call my dad Baba. Yeah. But like not my dad. Okay. Everyone gets it. <laughs> and then you'd fly a kite with Rob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I thought okay. that was implied. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go get into the story. Um, like we said, there are some tough parts yes. of, of this story, but we'll get through it. Um, but the movie starts out different than it starts out in the book. Um, in the movie, we actually start in San Francisco in the year 2000. The book just starts in the 70s, I think. Yeah. yeah and you get kind of like a montage of like the friendship between Amir and Hassan. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the movie, like I said, we're in San Francisco, the year 2000. And um, Amir is he's home with his wife, who if you've read the book, we know who she is. Right. Um, and it's a... It's a box of his newly published books. And it's so funny because it's like, they're like, it's your baby (laughs) and whatnot. Um, But while they're there, he ends up getting a call um, from a man who ends up that we know is Rahim Mm -hmm. and um, asking him to come home. And he basically just says, there's a way to be good again. 
this phone call does come, but way later in the book. It's yes. like halfway through the book. Yeah, the book <laughs> is a little bit more in... in Chronological the, in, Yeah, in chronological order. Similar to our last yeah. book we just did. So now we flash back to 1978 in... Is it Kabul? Kabul. Kabul. <laughs> What's the Western way to say it? Cobble. Cobble. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, and we see um, boys flying kites and... We see a kite getting cut down by another kite, and these boys are running through the the streets trying to find these kites. And it's funny because we do get a description of this in the book. Um, all these, you know, a kite gets cut down, and it's flying off one way, and then we see Hassan running the complete different direction. Yeah. We get to find out in the book that he just has this really great intuition of where these kites are going to end up yep. because in like in the movie he runs to a spot. Nothing happens. And then all of a sudden this kite just flies down <laughs> basically into his lap. Yeah. He's very smart with that. Um, and this is the first, the first time we actually get to kind of see that Hassan just idolizes Amir. Yeah. He idolizes him. And, and, you know, he asks him, you know, would you do anything for me? And Hassan's like, yeah, <laughs> like obviously yeah. he would even eat dirt. For yeah. Him. I feel like we didn't get a good in the movie. We didn't get a good explanation. I mean, we find out a little bit later that, you know, of their relationship, of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just felt like that was a kind of a miss in yeah. the movie because it doesn't go into as much detail about it. Right. Um, but the next thing we see is Baba is giving, is giving money to someone that, presumably is for an orphanage because they say the these orphans are gonna love it mm-hmm. in the book we get kind of a whole scene about this orphanage yeah he actually owned this orphanage he was you know like it was the head which i thought was interesting considering what comes later in the book mm-hmm. and in the movie i don't know why they didn't choose to like really pinpoint it right in, in the movie that he this, this he owned this orphanage and he you know, well and, and i and i didn't love how in the movie it just looked like he was writing someone a check and saying like here's this is for the like orphan he had kids. No, like yeah. in the book they i mean amir talks about how his dad spent basically every waking hour at this orphanage right. and it, it was meant like, way more to him right yeah. and they had this big ribbon cutting yeah. and whatnot so i was kind of sad that they just kind of brushed that over um but we do kind of hear them turning like on the radio and we're hearing about you know just little snippets of political issues that mm-hmm. are arising um at this point in time and then we hear or amir ends up walking in on a conversation and overhearing Baba and Rahim, who, again, we don't get a good explanation of who, who he mm-hmm. is to Baba. And he's a, just, he's like his business partner, right, basically. Exactly. And like business partner slash real pretty good friend. Right. Honestly. And those two are like in their study and they're talking about, you know, Baba is like, I don't know about, you know, Amir. He's just, he seems just kind of soft. Like yeah. something's missing from this kid. And again, we miss it in the in the in the book. We talk about. I mean, he goes into how difficult his relationship with his dad has been, yeah. and how his dad just kind of looks at him as this like weak kid. Well, and like his whole goal is to basically get his dad's mm-hmm. approval and to get his dad to be you know proud of him. Um, when you know he doesn't necessarily think he's doing anything wrong, but he can't seem to do anything right, right. either. I felt like we missed that part of their relationship a lot. I didn't feel that longing for his father's 
acceptance in the movie. Well, and I think it's so important because of where their relationship ends up in the end. Like, yeah. that progression and that growth, mm-hmm. we didn't really fully get. Right. And we then find out that um, Amir is, you know, he's not... He's not a fighter. He's more of a lover, Mm -hmm. you know, and his dream. He really wants to write stories. He enjoys writing these short stories. And um, Raheem comes up to like talk to talk to him. And he asks, you know, can I read your story? And he's like, had never shown really shown Mm -hmm. anyone his stories before. And we you come to find out, you know, at this point in time that Raheem is kind of like the liaison between Amir and his dad, kind of to try to like smooth things over between the two of them. We also find out here that um, uh, his mom died in childbirth. Mm -hmm. So he also feels responsible that like his dad's, you know, sadness is his fault because, you know, kids always think, well, if my mom died in childbirth, then I had, you know, I was at fault or something. Yeah. And one thing that they completely actually leave out of the movie is we find out in the book, in the book, we find out that Hassan's mom is also not around either. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they don't mention her at all in the movie. No, it's almost like, I think they may have said something like both the moms had died, which isn't the case in the book. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, because might have been just we even yeah, because we even in the book, they tell us that, you know, Hassan's mom had left. Amir's mom had died, so they actually had hired a woman to come in mm-hmm. to feed these boys. Right, to breastfeed so, them, yeah. Um, so even making their connection even stronger. The, the next day we see Amir and Hassan. This I hated this part. This is what I don't like these boys. They're sitting on this little, like, ledge thing. And stupid Amir mm. makes Hassan throw a walnut through a slingshot at this poor dog. I know. And the dog like, just looks at him and is like, get the... I mean, okay. I'll be honest. So in Iran and probably in Afghanistan, like street dogs are very common. Like German shepherds like that? Yeah. Like street wow. dogs in general of all sorts They're of shapes like, and sizes. Those are called res dogs in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Actually, when we were in Bali, there were a lot of them mm. too. So I think they're pretty common in, in other like areas of the world. But um, so yeah, I'm sure that was like an yeah. everyday thing for them. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you needed to necessarily do that, but the dogs have right. seen some stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, what I'm trying like, to oh, say. Oh, I hate these kids. Yeah. Um, but anyways, they run and they go see, um, we find out that they love to go to the cinema to see Western movies. And I love this in the book and we get it in the movie about how they actually think that the actors are Iranian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in, but they are all American. Right. They just have subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Or but, they're dubbed, I should yeah, say. Yeah. Which I think as a growing up as a little kid, I mean, why would you think anything right. you know, differently? I mean, you guess, I guess you could tell that the mouths aren't moving correctly with yeah, the words, but I mean, I whatever. Guess. <laughs> um, but on their way home from the movie, they end up running into um, Asif, who is like... Asif. Asif? Asif. Asif. And um, he has this, like his little gang of kids. Yes. They're like the mean kids from... Uh, a Christmas story. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? But worse. But wor- way worse. Way worse. Um, and this is where really, because Asif actually brings up the fact that Hassan is a mere servant. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find this out. And, um, you know, he basically, he's super mean to, to Hassan. He's basically like, you know, he's not your real friend. Yeah. Like, like you're nothing to him. Yeah. Basically. And he's just super mean to him. And, but then Hassan is the opposite of Amir and stands up for himself yeah. and he stands up for Amir and he threatens him with a slingshot. <laughs> he's a good shot. <laughs> yeah. And he actually scares away the boys and the boys leave. Um, we now find out that, um, 
Rahim has has read Amir's story and he writes him a letter and uses the word bravo, you know, <laughs> and he just feels so proud that someone liked his story. Yeah. Um, but so he's, he's in this moment and he's like so excited about his story and he ends up telling the story to Amir mm-hmm. or sorry, to Hassan and Hassan's not a dumb kid. He's smart. Like he pokes a major plot hole in, in into his story. To the point where Amir's like, Oh, like yeah. the look on his face. So yeah, the, basically the story is um, this man figures out that every tear that he sheds turns into a pearl and can make him mm-hmm. rich. So he decides to kill his wife to cause himself to like be sad, be sad and to cry. And Hassan being the genius that he is, he's like, why did he have to do that? Why couldn't he just like peel an onion? Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's actually smart. <laughs> yeah, and and in the book, this is one of the first times we kind of see a little bit of resentment that Amir mm-hmm. has for Hassan, which we don't, I mean, you get it a little bit in the movie, but not nearly as much as you do yeah. in the book. So the next thing we see is, is Amir and Baba are kind of talking. They're talking about sin. And this is where Baba starts talking. He's like, well, there's really only one sin, and that sin is theft. And it can come in a ton of different ways mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, if you kill someone, you steal them of their, of their life. You steal a mother of her child and so on mm-hmm. and so on. And so it becomes this whole, th- you know, um, and even, and he even says, he's like, you know, even if you lie to someone, you're stealing the truth from them. Yeah. So it all circles back to that one thing, which ends up being basically the whole meaning of this, <laughs> of this yes. book, basically. <laughs> Um, but we end up, we end up seeing that it's, it's Hassan's birthday and Amir ended up getting him an American slingshot, which is, must be so much better. Um, <laughs> well, the other one probably he just made on his own. Right. If we're being honest. Um, I don't fully remember that in the book. Um, I want to say it did it might happen. Have, I but, think it did. Um, but they go in, we, we see the pomegranate tree for, for the first time in the book. They talk about it numerous times, how there is this pomegranate tree up over this hill um that they like to go sit under Mm -hmm. um it's actually a really cool visual in the movie because it's like among rubble basically and this tree has flourished through it yeah i think in the book they say it's in a like abandoned um cemetery or something so they end up carving their names into the tree and amir reads some stories there and it's kind of like their spot Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but after the movie, or after they're there, um, Baba ends up coming to pick them up for a surprise for Amir's birthday. And Hassan's birthday. Hassan's birthday. Yeah. And he's in this, like, brand new Ford Mustang. <laughs> and they, like, think he's, like, you know, from the Western movies. It's actually my absolute favorite thing, because I've visited Iran quite a few times, to see, like, other types of cars yeah. there. I'm like, ooh, that person's rich, because yeah. they definitely, like, don't sell that car here. Right. <laughs> Um, but we also see, again, we get another little bit of the, um, resentment that Amir has for Hassan because his dad is like, all right, well, Hassan gets to sit in the front seat. (laughs) So he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. He ends up taking him to go pick out a brand new kite in the movie or in the book. This is where he ends up giving him something different for his, for his birthday. Yeah. He gives him an even bigger and more expensive gift. Um, so we talked about this earlier. The character Hassan has a cleft lip. Um, that he got from birth and he actually gets him, gives him the gift of fixing that, yeah. which I mean, to a little kid is probably so huge mm-hmm. because not only is Hassan getting, you know, bullied for being a servant boy, a Hazara yeah. boy, but he also has this like, you know, abnormality. So yeah. that was sweet. 
So now we're at dinner and Baba's talking about the year when he won the, the, the kite tournament. So, you know, Amir really wants to win this kite fighting tournament to prove to his dad that he's worth something, right. whatever, you know, whatever little boy wants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so it's the next day and it's the day of this kite fighting tournament and there's more kites than ever have been in the sky before. And uh, they end up winning. They do. So, it, it, which is so crazy to look. I was like, I can barely just, like, fly a kite. I don't even know how to begin to fly a kite. We, we just went to the ocean, you know, for mm. a family vacation. And my mom bought, like, some dollar store kites. <laughs> and they were actually, like, wildly, like, relaxing. Really? The kids loved them. And it was like... Are they easy to get up? I mean, if it's windy out, yeah. Okay. If you're on the ocean. Yeah, I mean, if you literally just... my My genius niece, who's four years old... It ended up realizing that she could bury the the spool uh-huh. into the sand and then it would fly itself uh-huh. and she could just sit there and look at it. What? She is a genius. She's a genius. <laughs> so, but there was no kite fighting going on. Oh, bummer. <laughs> the ocean. But it was really fun. I don't know. We we'll go to the dollar store. We can find one. It doesn't really get windy that much here. <laughs> Sometimes. These days, maybe. No. Uh, so, but Baba is so proud of him. Um, so one thing that they talk about is... You know, whenever a kite gets cut down, it flies somewhere. And that's when the boys go run, mm-hmm. become a kite runner. The title. Of the what book. a concept. What a concept. <laughs> um, but the most important kite to go run is that very last kite that gets cut down. Mm-hmm. So Hassan, for Amir, decides to go run that final kite for yeah. him. And that's like, he's like, I will do this for you a thousand times over. Like Ugh. Anything he wants, he will tell him to go do. So... It's been a while and he's not back yet. Hassan's not back yet with the kite and Amir goes to look for him. And he's asking people around like, where has he been? And one person points out, he's like, well, I'm sure those boys caught him by now. Come to find out Asif and his friends ran after him mm-hmm. to track him down. So Amir ends up running into Asif and he sees he sees from afar mm-hmm. that him his friends him and his friends have Hassan cornered right. in this like he's alleyway like hiding in a corner and watching this yeah so he's not they don't know that he's there and we see that Asif wants the kite and Hassan is like absolutely not like I'm not giving this to you and so instead of he said okay you can have the kite but it's not going to come for free so the boys start beating him up and asif ends up raping hassan and i thought they did without showing too much in mm-hmm. the movie i thought they actually it sounds horrible but i thought they did it in a way they where got you could, the point they across. got the point across mm-hmm. without it being totally over the top right and i'm sure that's why it was pg-13 versus right. rated r i just want to point out like the amount of like the honor that Hassan yeah. has to bring this kite back to Amir. To your point, he would do absolutely anything right. for him. And, you know, even to that point where, like, he's he's a little kid. He doesn't yeah. know what's going on. But, like, what he knows is at the end of the day, he needs to get this kite right. to Amir. Right. And Amir watches the whole thing happen. And he doesn't stop it. Which ends up haunting him, basically, his entire life. Yeah. So he kind of, like, walks away from it. And he hides. He does Asif and them don't even see him as as they're running away and Hassan comes out of the alleyway and it's so like gut-wrenching he's yeah. like limping and he has this kite in his hand and Hassan doesn't say anything to him about what happened and Amir does like it's just like this silence between mm-hmm. the, between them two 
So they get home and Baba, you know, hugs Amir and he says, well done. And he's so proud of him. Um, I feel like in the book, we got a lot more of their relationship changing after this. Like Baba was so excited that he won. He started letting him, you know, stay in the study with them and talk and yeah. kind of bring him in as one of the guys. Well, yeah. At that point, I think he, he got, Amir got what he wanted, which was that feeling of like, okay, I've, I've done my part. My dad will actually take me seriously now. Right. And yeah, we don't necessarily get that in the movie, but it, and that goes again to show the, the progression of their, their story specifically. Mm -hmm. And, and not to like, um, you know, switch gears, but the, the, the author Hosseini even says like the core of this book is a relationship about a son and his father. Right. Yes. This friendship between Amir and um, Hassan is really important, mm -hmm. but at the core, like it's the really the French or the relationship between Amir and yeah. Baba. That's, you know, exactly. So Hassan like basically goes, you know, he cut, he wakes up early in the morning, does his chores and then goes back. Like Amir has not even really seen him in a while. And, um, Ali, who is, is Hassan's dad, you know, even is like, do you know what's wrong with him? Like he won't, he doesn't want to ever come out. He just mm -hmm. wants to lay in bed all, all the time. He's not his usual self. Right. And, you know, Amir's like, I don't know. He's probably just like sick or whatever. Speaking of Hassan's dad, we don't really get much of him in the movie. We no. find, we don't find out till way later about the relationship between, um, Baba and him. Yeah, well, and it's talked about consistently um, and in the movie, they'll talk about it in a little bit, but they've grown up together. Like, as, as long as, like, they've known, or I guess, I don't know if they specifically say what age range they, like, um, you know, came into each other's lives. But essentially, like, they have grown up together. It, um, Baba has made it his mission to always provide for Ali in any way that he mm -hmm. can. Yes, he's still a servant, but, like, good living conditions, you know, good pay, mm. making sure that him and Hassan have, you know, a good life overall. And like, he means a lot to, right. um, to Baba. And then obviously, which means Hassan also means a lot to him too. So, and Baba's not stupid. He can <laughs> see what's going on and he knows that, um, that Hassan is not sick. So he actually asks Amir, like what's going on? And Amir's like, oh. being a little boy. Yeah. And Baba's like, Hey, we'll make it right soon. Like, I don't care what's going on. You need to make it right yeah. with him. Um, so Amir actually ends up meeting up with Hassan at the pomegranate tree. And instead of just like clearing the air and just kind of moving on, Amir starts throwing pomegranates at Hassan, trying to egg him on and telling him, throw him back at me, throw him back at me, like hit me, hit me, like you're a coward. And Hassan's not going to do that. He's like, he ends up hitting himself in the face with mm -hmm. a pomegranate. Like, and it's Amir just wanting Hassan to do something to him to make him feel better for his guilt. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's like, that's awful because like, not only did you not help him, but now you're, you're pushing, you're putting it on him essentially right. to say like, I feel guilty because of you. It's your right. fault. You need to fix this or do something. Yeah. And it's like, that's awful. <laughs> and so the next thing we get, it's Amir's birthday now. And they're setting up for this party and he asks his dad at this point, because the relationship is still not fixed between him and Hassan. If he's ever thought about getting new servants, because at this point he's like, I just can't look at this. Can't right. see him every day. Go. And Hassan or, and uh, Baba just like loses it. He's like, Hassan is not going anywhere. 
Like you bring me shame for even asking this. Mm-hmm. I would never get rid of them. And like, it really, really solidifies the loyalty that Baba has for these mm-hmm. two. Um, and basically Amir's like, well, that mess, like basically he, yeah. like the acceptance he got from his dad up until this point is completely gone now. Yeah. All for just insinuating that he should get new servants. Mm-hmm. Right. But also it throws a wrench in Amir's plan. Cause he's like, crap, how do I get rid of him right. now? Yeah. Awful. So there's this huge party for Amir that night with a bunch of people. They bring him a bunch of gifts and Asif and his family are there. Um, also, in the book, Asif is, like, blonde. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, like, like, blue eyes, Yeah, I like, think. his mom is German or something mm-hmm. and, and whatever. This kid is not that no. <laughs> in, in the movie. Um, but for his birthday, um, Rahim ends up getting Amir a notebook to write all of his stories in because he really hasn't been writing much yeah. lately. So he gets him this book. Can we also talk about this is how terrible um, Asif is? For a gift for Amir, he got him a book about Hitler. Oh, yes. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's fitting. Yes, very much <laughs> I'm so. like, I'm that glad they took his, that out of the movie. Yeah, it was not in the movie, only yeah. in the book. But yeah, that was his hero. Yeah. Like, oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so the next day, there's a huge pile of presents in in Amir in Amir's room. Yeah. And he sees this... He has, I think he got a watch from somebody. From and his dad. The, yeah, from his dad, which they don't really talk about in the movie. <laughs> Not really, except for when he asks yeah. his dad. So, but he ends up asking his dad, he's like, hey, have you seen my watch that you gave me? And his dad's like, no. And we see Amir then go and hide that watch underneath the pillow, underneath Hassan's pillow in, in their living quarters. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he actually puts money under there as yep. well. So, like... The awful little kid. Like, again, he's a little kid, so you don't... He's a kid, and he's just trying to fix a problem. Right. And he doesn't understand the magnitude of it. Or the consequences of it. Right. And so he then goes to his dad and is like, I think Hassan stole this. So Baba ends up going and fronting Ali and Hassan about the stolen watch. And freaking Hassan is like, yeah, I stole it. Knowing what good and well what is happening right but he's again so loyal to to amir he's not gonna you know throw him under the bus he doesn't know anything else he's always grown up knowing like these are the people that you serve like whatever they say goes yeah and that's how you and i'm sure ali like instilled that in him all throughout you know growing up so what else is he supposed to do so to amir's surprise baba's like okay, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's going to let it go. But unfortunately, Ali thinks that because this has happened, they have to leave. He's like, we can't work here anymore under the, like, yeah. it's just, we have to get out of the situation. Well, and again, we keep saying this. None of these people are stupid. Yeah. Ali sees that there's something wrong with his kid and like, yeah. he needs to leave. Yeah, he needs so, to get away from yeah. the situation. And Baba like tries to forbid it, um, but it doesn't work. And Ali and Hassan actually leave Mm -hmm. in the book baba is way more upset though and makes a huge scene so upset like he's like basically a he begs them to stay then he's like no we're not staying then he's like okay well let me do this and he's like no he's like okay well at least let me drive you like let me do something let me 
provide you some, right. some, you know, something, they do eventually agree to let him drive them mm-hmm. to wherever they're going. Um, which that scene in the book was really hard because yeah. like Amir's in the window watching the it's scene. It's like rainy. Yeah. And like he's watching them put the stuff in the car and then they drive away and it's just like, ugh. Yeah. I was kind of sad that they just kind of brushed, again, brushed it over mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Um, but then we do see the Russians are now invading Afghanistan and Baba wakes up Amir in the middle of the night and says, get ready. We're, we're leaving for Pakistan. Yeah. Like that's because I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. So Pakistan was not involved in this war that was happening. Like it was like their safe haven. C- correct. Well, these countries are all like really close to right. each other. And my guess is, and I could be wrong because I wasn't born th- <laughs> at this time. Um, but my guess is, yeah, to your point, they were probably trying to colonize or, or get Afghanistan yeah. and Pakistan, which just wasn't part of that deal. Um, but so now they're leaving the house, but Rahim has is going to be staying at the house to watch over the house. So he is not leaving. But Baba, because of his stature in the community, he's like, if I stay, they're going to come and get, they're mm-hmm. going to attack me. So we have to go. So they're in this, like, the back of this truck with a bunch of people. And they get stopped by a Russian soldier um, during their trip. And as they're checking all of them, the Russian is like, yeah, I want some time with this woman who mm-hmm. is there and Baba ends up standing up to this soldier and is like, no, yeah. <laughs> like you're not taking her and is almost sh- to the point where he gets shot. And I mean, this is right in front of um, Amir and Amir's like crying. Cause he's yeah. like, my dad's about to get shot, but that it just shows the type of man that Baba is like, right. he doesn't care who anybody is. Like he will stand up for what's right. Yeah. Which is why I would marry him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and again, the, the book does such a great job of describing it. Like you get the inner workings of Amir's head. Like, I'm going to become a mm-hmm. orphan if my dad dies. Yeah. I like, he even talks about like, I grabbed my dad's hand to like, keep him from, and, and you see it a little bit in the movie, yeah. he, like pushes his hand away. Like, what have I taught you? Like yeah. you stand up for what's right. You right. don't just like sit there and cower, which, you know, these are all lessons that he's mm-hmm. learning as he's growing up in the book. They actually, a, a shot does fire mm-hmm. and Amir's eyes are closed and he's like okay this is it my dad's dead yeah and he opens his eyes and realizes oh no it was another soldier that like fired yeah. just to like cause a, a commotion yeah because another older Russian soldier ends up coming up to the to the truck and ends up letting them go yeah. and is basically like this guy's an idiot like yeah. <laughs> like you guys can go um so they they get to basically almost like the border of Pakistan, but they're like, we can't get through the border. Like you got, we're going to have to hide you somewhere else. They end up hiding them in a, like a gas tanker mm-hmm. almost. And like, you can't breathe or whatever because they don't have enough money to give to the Russians to get them across right. the border. Um, but right before they get into this tanker, um, Baba has this little, I don't know what container container thing, thing that he ends up taking some dirt from Afghanistan um, with him. Um, but then we see them in the tanker and then it goes black. Yeah. One key thing that we miss is when they get off the bus, they get to a point when the person's like, yeah, so this like vehicle that we're supposed to take mm-hmm. you in, it's not working. So you're going to have to stay here for like an unforeseeable amount of time. Yeah. And they're like, well, where are we supposed to stay? They end up staying in like a basement underground oh, right. with like a bunch of other people that have been waiting there for weeks. There's like, terrible smells people haven't eaten in days like they stay there for a full week before they're like Mm -hmm. put into this tanker to then be moved so 
for whatever reason, they didn't show that. I'm yeah, sure well, and I think in the book also, like, this tanker, again, like I said, you can't breathe in it. And mm-hmm. I think someone actually dies when when they get out of the tanker. Yeah, it's like this um, kid who Amir went to school with, I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, his dad, that guy's dad, like, it just goes hysterical yeah. because his poor son, like, dies. Yeah, awful. So now we get a flashback or a flash forward, and it's 1988 in California. And we see Baba working at a gas station in America. Baba at the stage, man. I love Baba at the stage. I know. Well, and then, of course, like, the guy who's pulling up to the gas station is in a Mustang. And Baba's like, I like your car. (laughs) Knowing that that's the kind of car that he had. Um, We then see Amir graduating from community college. I think in the book, he's actually, it only takes him through high school. Yeah, he actually uh, graduates high school at 20. Yeah. Which was a little different, obviously, than most um, high school graduates. But yeah, I don't know why they chose to just fast track him to college. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but to celebrate, they go to a bar and um, Baba tells him, you know, like, okay, so like now you're going to go get your doctorate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, Amir still just wants to be a writer. Um, but this is what you were talking about earlier. Bub at the bar is just making friends he with loves everyone. Everyone except the Russians. Right. He um <laughs> he makes some friends with who are playing pool and he buys them shots and he cheerses and says, F the Russians. <laughs> His exact words were F the Russia. <laughs> yeah, F, yeah, F the Russia. Um <laughs> Yeah, such a great scene. That's what that's what I should have had titled the movie. After Russia, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been a good um, one. But at at the end of this scene, he says, "I wish Hassan would have been here with us today." Ugh, ugh, so awful. Ugh. Um, but now we see them at the flea market, and we don't really get a description so much of the why they're at the flea market. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, they talk about how like. On Saturday, they go garage sailing. Yep. And then on Sunday, they go to the flea market and try to sell. They what upsell. They, they upsell what yeah. they got at the garage sale. I was like, what a great life. That's, that's actually genius. <laughs> right. Like, um, we should go do that. We should definitely do that. <laughs> um, but at the flea market. Oh, one thing I also was not excited about. They put them in this old like beater van, which in the book. Isn't it supposed to be? Um, they're in a VW bus, oh, which is yeah. my dream in the, in the book. But I was probably still beat up. Yeah, but, like, there's something different about a beat-up V-dub bus than, like, the one that they're driving in the movie. fair enough. Anyways, while they're at the um, market, because there's a lot of other people, um, either from Afghanistan or people who have um, immigrated Mm -hmm. um, from the Middle East to America at this flea market. And I liked in the book, it almost becomes, like, their own little community. It does, yeah. Yeah. it's not just, I think in the book, it's not just like Middle Easterners. Like there are yeah. people from Asia, you know, Southeast Asia and all those other areas too. So, um, but Baba ends up introducing Amir to, I just call him the general the whole time. Because <laughs> I mean, he deserves that title. Yeah, he's the general and who also just happens to have a very pretty daughter. <laughs> and, um, and her name is Soraya, Soraya, which is a very pretty name. Very actually. pretty. Um, but Amir goes to talk to her and <laughs> she's reading a book. And um, she tells him, she was like, oh, um, I hear you right. And it, I loved in the book that he was like, okay, like, does she know that? Because she, like, has asked about me? Or did someone, like, offer up that information? Right. He's, like, freaking out. He's like, okay, this girl clearly knows about me. Yeah. Like, does she like me? <laughs> well, and it was almost like, I liked in the book, it was like he kind of saw her before he was introduced Do to her. Sure. And he yeah. was like this, like, he talked about in the book about how it was – you know, on Sundays, they'd go to the flea market. And then those six days in between were so long mm-hmm. because he was just waiting to see yeah. her. And again, that it got into this whole, like, fantasy of this of this girl, yeah. um, which we get none of. No. In, She's just in some the girl movie. in a swap meet. 
<laughs> um, but I also loved at this point when he's talking to her, um, her mom is hovering in the background <laughs> listening. Like every Middle Eastern I was mother. Like, yes, that is Mama Roche in the background <laughs> listening to this conversation. <laughs> um, I wouldn't dare talk to a boy in front of my mom at that age. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was another thing. Because um, you say like at that age, I feel like in the in the book, they're only supposed to be like 19 or 20. Yeah. They both look way older in 100%. the movie. 100%. Like they're, they're like pushing mid to late 20s in, Correct. in the movie. Um, but we also see at this point that Bubba is, current, <laughs> Bubba, um, Bubba is kind of struggling. Mm-hmm. Like he's slowing down. He's just not looking well. So um, also when um, Amir was talking to, to Soraya for the first time, he mentions like, oh, I'll bring something for you to read. So the next time at the flea market, he brings her a copy of one of his stories. Um, but unfortunately, her father walks walks by and walks in and takes his story and just basically throws it aside. He blocks that like none yes. other. <laughs> like every good general should. Yeah, I actually really like this scene because he's basically like, look around you. Like all of these people are writers or storytellers. Yeah. Like do not disgrace my family by coming up to my daughter as if like you have zero honor for who I am and who my family is like do it properly if you're going to do it. Just a whole different lifestyle. The culture, man, it's wild. I know. I get it. It's just so different, you know? (laughs) Um, But now we, we see Baba have basically a coughing fit and this whole thing kind of gets fast tracked in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, but so he goes to the doctor, um, and I do love this scene. Um, he his first doctor ends up being a Russia, a descendant of Russia, and he leaves. He's like, "No, thank you. Nope, gotta go." <laughs> Which is leaves. totally what these people, the right. culture, would Absolutely. do. Absolutely, one thousand percent. Why do you think so. my physical or my primary care physician is an Iranian and your dentist? <laughs> and and- my, well, my dentist was. I he. He no longer works, so I had to switch yeah. over to the white guy, but still. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so, but he ends up getting doctor number two, who um, I think ends He's up Iranian. Being, yeah. yeah. And, um, but unfortunately, he does end up telling him that he has cancer. In the book, he ends up refusing. We find out that he refuses treatment. Mm-hmm. And he actually goes a while without anybody knowing. Yeah. He purposely tells Emmy, like, don't tell anyone. I don't want anyone. Right. Any, any, and that goes on for a while. And then finally he collapses Mm -hmm. at the market. And so everyone sees it. Um, But right after he finds out he has cancer, he's in the hospital in the the movie. movie, Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we see. uh, Must have been a lot, much far, further along in the process. Yeah. So Amir's in the hospital with Baba and he's reading him his story. And um, I love it. He called it the Sultans of Kabul, yeah. which was what he called Amir or Hassan and himself, which I liked. Uh, and then the general and his family come to visit um, in the book. Actually, a ton of people come to visit, mm-hmm. like all the people from the market, right. like everyone that they basically made friends. Well, with. and and it kind of goes, it attests to who Baba was in Afghanistan, because we talk, these people come in and they're like, well, you did this for this person in my mm-hmm. family and you did this for this person. Or you did this for me. Yeah. And it was just like this really really great moment in the book that I was really sad that we didn't get. I know. Yeah. Um, Because basically it just is like the general (laughs) and his family and that's it. Um, But Soraya and Amir kind of go out of the room and she tells him that she read his story and she's really just there to like comfort him. Yeah. And he like breaks down in front of her. Um, So now they're at home uh, and Amir asks his dad to ask the general for permission 
um, for him to marry Soraya. Yes, it's called Chasegari. Yes. <laughs> Which yes, is like is. what I would have to go through <laughs> if I lived back there. There'd be men suitors, male suitors that would come to my house. To Don't you feel like court me? That might have been the better option. Honestly, still to this day, my mom says, would you like me to just find you someone that way? At what point can we get to that? That seems like a great my process. problem, though, is like she can source from Iran. I don't want somebody from Iran. If she can source from the Western. She can't, like, that's against the rules. No, no, no. Like, she just doesn't know anyone that could, like, find somebody in, like, Irvine, Mm. California to, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? If she tried hard enough, I'm sure she would. I think, I mean. I don't think I've gotten there yet. I'm still holding out hope that I can do it on my own. (laughs) I know. I know you are. But, man, if I had to go back, I'd be like, someone do this for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you don't, most of of the time, I mean, in Soraya and Amir's case, they met each other Mm -hmm. first. They realized that they both liked each other. In a lot of cases, the 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 female and male don't really get to know each other. Sometimes they don't even meet each other until their wedding day. So it's like, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. It's like, more often than not, they don't really love each other like that. Okay, but if if your mom did end up helping you through this process, is there a point where you could be like, no, thank you? Or once you start the process, you have to commit to it? I think, um, so this is done a lot in the Indian culture. Mm -hmm. Um, They have like matchmakers. I think in that case, it's a little bit more intense. But like, for instance, my parents got together through their families mm-hmm. they, but they both met each other and decided that they were they liked each other enough to go through with it mm-hmm. so they could have backed out if they didn't like yeah. fully. like my mom had chasagars is what they're called my mom had multiple before of course she, she did my dad so. oh of course she did yeah. she probably had so many suitors because it's so, so great and I, we joke about it a lot because my mom always wanted like a big hulky man that's <laughs> like not your and dad my dad's like a twig <laughs> so it's just so funny <laughs> I just think, I think the whole thing is just fascinating. I love learning yeah. about that. T- I've asked you about it a million times. We're uh, sorry for going on so many <laughs> tangents, but I feel like, you know, you get an in, in, inner, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you get. Perspective. Yeah. Inner perspective on, on someone. You're going to learn a lot more about this culture through this story than you would if it was just another white person like me talking about this. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we? I don't even know. So he, he tells his dad he wants to go. Oh, home yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so he ends up. Oh, so he just, he's like, okay, well, give me the phone. And he, Amir's like, wait, like right now? And he basically just calls him and asks if he can come over. Yeah. Um, and he does say something like it's a, it's an auspicious or it's a, it's an important occasion yes. or something. Um, so anyway, so he ends up going over there the next day and it's so cute. Cause he's like, he like drops him off and he's like, okay, pick me up in an hour. <laughs> Um, but then uh, he ends up calling him back or Amir's at home waiting for his dad to call. And he's like, did she, did they say yes? Like so nervous. And then find out he did say yes, that he could. Mm -hmm. But, um, Soraya wants to talk to him first. So he goes over there. They go for a walk. Um, with her mom walking behind them. Obviously. (laughs) Yes. I think in the book, it's just a phone call. It is. It is. Um, but I do love the MVP of the mom in the background. She is like the most understated character in this, in this My film. favorite is like he, at one point Amir turns around and she just like pretends like she's yeah. not staring at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, she ends up telling the story, which at this point in the book, we already know mm-hmm. what she's going to tell him. But basically she tells him that when she was 18, she ran off with um, an, a guy from Afghanistan and basically because she thought she was in love with this guy mm-hmm. and didn't want to go through you know, the rituals of, of whatever. And her father ended up coming to get her Mm -hmm. and she 
like an 18 year old threw a hissy fit and was like, I hate you. I hate you. And he picked his family up and they moved to California and that's how they ended up there. Um, because now in this, in their culture, she is seen almost as damaged goods to, for the lack of a better term. That's a perfect way to say um, it. And so they have been very concerned that no one is going to want to marry her because this happened, right. because everybody knows about it. Right. Well, because specifically because she has slept, she slept with this man. Yes. Yes. The running away part is, is, is important, but the fact that she has slept with someone now she's impure, she's not a virgin, right. which is so important in that culture and, and most um, Middle Eastern culture. So she's basically like, are you willing to still marry me now? Right. knowing this and he's like i don't care yeah he's like yeah no for sure <laughs> and it doesn't change his mind um so we the next thing we get is the wedding we see the wedding in the book they talk about how there's also a courtship um time that goes on but they have foregoed that in the book um so baba can make it to the wedding because they know that he's not going to last yeah. very much longer i so. did appreciate that they showed or they talked about a little bit of the culture and mm-hmm. like the traditions of an actual full-blown wedding, right. which, you know, I love our weddings. I so. know. I'm waiting for this. I Look, I need to go to the, a Persian wedding, so this whole, like, maybe I won't get married thing is not going to happen. I didn't say I wouldn't get married. I said I wanted a destination wedding, which would not give you a Persian wedding, so... Mama Roche and I want a Persian wedding. Yeah, Mama Roche isn't going to let it happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... But so anyway, so we see the wedding. It's very beautiful. Um, and what we find out in the book, which we don't know in the movie, is that um, Amir and um, Soraya usually, you know, it's you know typical that they would go to their own apartment or get mm-hmm. their own place. They have decided to move in with Baba to take care of him. Yeah. Um, he ends up, they're sitting there and he's like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed. They ask, you know, are you, do you want your morphine for the night? And he's like, nope, I'm not in any pain. And he goes to bed and he doesn't wake up in in the book. It's actually, it's even like, even sadder, like, like he, his friends were over that day and they were sharing. It was like a perfect day for him. Yeah. And then he, you know, passes the way, passes away, but very, very sad. Um, and then we just basically get a flash of like the funeral. Uh, so now we get a flash forward to uh, San Francisco in the year 2000. So basically where we started and the call from Rahim mm-hmm. and telling him that he needs to come back to Pakistan. Um, and she basically says, like, you're going to miss your book tour <laughs> or whatever. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. In the movie, it's made to b- seem that that's like his very first book, right? Right. Okay. In the book, at this point, he has written like multiple short stories, right. full novels. And he's novels. gone on these yeah, books, and tours. One thing that, again, they brush over in the movie, there is a whole chapter about their struggle to have children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they... Obviously, you know, it's customary once you get married, the next step is to have children in that culture, in that culture. Um, So they, you know, they try for a while. I think it's almost a year that they try. Nothing happens. So they're like, okay, let's go to the doctor. They do the whole test. You know, um, Amir comes out fine. They even test Soraya. And he's basically like, the doctor's like, I can't find anything that's wrong. You just have, I forget what they called it, but it's basically like an unexplained infertility essentially um so they even go as far as to do ivf and it doesn't even work for them which we all know ivf is extremely expensive and like Mm -hmm. you know takes forever um so yeah we we don't get that at all in the movie well and and in the book they talk about how they both kind of have this thought in their mind that because of the things that have happened in their past this is their karma coming back yeah and 
and they briefly talk about like okay like what about adoption and Soraya says like I want this like if I want a baby I want this baby to come from me which Mm -hmm. is important as we move forward right so now we're in Pakistan and we see that the Taliban has taken over Afghanistan and but we end up getting to but this is where um, Rahim has gone he did stay in Afghanistan for a while Mm -hmm. and then ended up leaving Um, and we get to his house and he's so excited to see Amir and Amir ends up giving him a copy of his book and he's dedicated it to Rahim he was like but he was like it was like, you believed in me before I even knew how to write books yeah. or something like that. That was really sweet. Um, but, and he tries to get him to come back to America because we find out that Raheem is not also not doing very well. Yeah. And that, you know, he's like, come back to America and we'll find treatments. And Raheem's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm so far gone at this point. <laughs> right. Like, he goes, like, have you ever heard of God's will? Like, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'm an old man. Yeah, I think he even says, like, I'm not going to make it through the summer. Right. Um, but he actually ends up telling him at this point that Hassan is dead. That something happened to him. He tells the story how he ended up bringing Hassan and Hassan's family to live with him. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't really get mentioned in the book about how at first Hassan didn't want to move in with them. He was like, like they kind of had moved on. Hassan has a, has a child now. Yeah. They moved to like a small little town. Um, He has a a wife and a kid. Um, His wife, I think had a couple like stillborn children Mm -hmm. as well, but eventually they had a son. And um, yeah, when, when uh, um, Rahim goes to him, he's like, I need your help. Like, can you help me? And he's like, unfortunately, like this is my family. Like, da 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 da. Like I have to stay. And Rahim finally tells him, like, Bubba died. Yeah. And that's, like, the catalyst that he was like, okay, right. I need to come. Like, this is my duty. I need to come help you. So he ends up moving in with him in the book. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else comes back into the story. Yeah. So the the mom who we didn't get anything about or we were led to believe was dead in the movie, um, in the book, uh, Hassan's mom comes back. So all we know about Hassan's mom is basically she she birthed Hassan and then I believe she ran away with another man or something right. like that. Um, so she does show up and basically is like remorseful and like so, you know, um, regretful for like having missed his entire life. Hassan being the, you know, honorable man that he is, takes her in. They have, you know, a few good years with her and then eventually she does pass away. But Hassan's son, Sohrab, actually gets to have a relationship with his grandma, Mm -hmm. which is huge. So none of that happens in the movie, though. And we find out that what happened was that when Rahim left to go to Pakistan, Hassan and his wife and son were staying in the main house. Mm -hmm. The Taliban came and they were like, this isn't your house. Like there's, and Hassan's like, well, it's, you know, I'm watching it for this family. This isn't my house. This isn't my house. And they just don't believe him. And he ends up again, like he always has standing up for himself and, and everybody else. And they end up shooting and killing him. Mm -hmm. His wife runs out to help and they shoot her as well, leaving their son, um, an orphan. Yep. So something I wanted to also make note of um, in the book, we also find out that Hassan actually sh- taught his son mm-hmm. about kite flying and like, like actually, you know, brought it up with mm-hmm. him in, in his um, childhood. I feel like in the movie, it was very much like this was brand new to him towards right. the end, which yeah. I thought was a little strange. Yeah, exactly. Mention that. Um, so he also then tells him at this point that Hassan has written him a letter and we don't 
he doesn't open the letter right away, but Rahim asks, he's like, you need to go back to, to Kabul and, and, and get this kid because he's in an orphanage. That's not great. And you need to go get him. Something that is not brought up in the movie is that at this point, Rahim has a plan for this kid. (laughs) So we're led to believe. Yeah. He basically tells Amir, like, I know this, um, American couple that I think they're American either way they're a white couple that live in Pakistan who run or basically run an in-home like they take in these kids that are orphans and kind of give them you know like they take care of them make sure they're good so basically he tells Amy like go bring him Mm -hmm. and I will set him up with the with this family and he'll be good to go and I remember reading that in the book and being like Wow, those people are saints. <laughs> like, holy right. cow, like, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> you know? I, uh, I honestly truly believe there are people like that in the world. Yeah, I do. Like my mother. Correct. <laughs> she would do that if she if they needed her. We should take her to Pakistan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so on top of all of this, we now find out Rahim tells him the story, not even story, tells him basically, oh, also, by the way, Ali, who is Hassan's dad, actually a sterile man that he had tried to have more. He tried to have children and it wasn't working. And when Hassan's mom left, she left and had children with other people. Right. So she wasn't the problem. She was not the problem. Come to find out that Baba is actually Hassan's real dad. Did you see that coming? No, I did not. I actually didn't. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see it at all coming. Um, so we find out that Hassan and Amir are actually half brothers and that that is why Baba has always looked out for Ali and and even more so Hassan and mm-hmm. treated him a lot like a son. And, yeah. you know, it just all kind of clicked. Yep. So Amir ends up reading the letter um, that Hassan wrote him there. He included a photo of him and his son. And it's just, you know, classic Hassan mm-hmm. being so nice and just so sweet, wanting to move on. And he misses his friend and yeah. hopes to see him again. Hopes and to get a letter from him one day. Yeah, in uh, it's just like gut wrenching, yeah, especially is. in the book. Well, and like, let's talk about like Amir has had this guilt with him this entire like his whole life talk about now it's like multiplied by a hundred because oh crap he's my actual brother right so this thank goodness amir actually decides to go back and get this get this kid Mm -hmm. um and he has to wear a disguise so he has to wear like a fake beard and everything because he's super westernized like no one would buy that for five (laughs) seconds i'm surprised he's made it that far (laughs) um and he ends up getting a dry or a Rahim ends up hooking him up with this driver. Was it for for, Fadid? Yeah. And he, you know, they're driving through Pakistan and they get into Afghanistan. And he's like, Amir's like, I feel like a tourist in my own country. And he tells him, he's like, look, dude, you've always been a tourist in your own country. Mm -hmm. And they brush it over in the movie, but it is such a powerful statement in the book because he's like, you've always been a tourist in this country. Stuff like this has always been happening, but the lifestyle that you lived in and how how sheltered you were. You had a lush lifestyle. You had a perfect house. You had all the money in the world. You had everything you could ever want. Of course you you didn't experience You had no idea. And I wish they would have like 
really stuck that yeah. in the movie, but they didn't. Um, but we find he, we drive. He drives to Kabul and it's completely destroyed. Like it's not what it used to be. Um, and a like a jeep full of the Taliban drive by and freaking Amir stares at them. Like an and idiot. we're like, oh gosh. And um, they end up finding the orphanage in the book. I think it's like a homeless man ends up telling them where the orphanage is. Yeah. And actually the homeless man ends up having known Amir's mom mm-hmm. because they were at university together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh yeah, I remember your mom. She was sweet. She was this. And it's so powerful in the book. Cause he's like, this is the first time I'm actually understanding or hearing about my mother and who she was. Mm-hmm. Cause his dad would never tell him. Right. So it was like really like powerful for him. He's like, okay, like now I kind of feel like I know my mom yeah. a little bit better. So they get to the orphanage and the director of the orphan. I mean, it's awful. Like it's just yeah. basically an, an empty like warehouse break you know that's torn down and the director tells him you know or because they ask they're like where you know where is this boy and he's like he's not here and he ends up telling them like the taliban comes you know every couple days or every week and they usually take a girl sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a boy and i don't they pay me for them right and you know they the guys try to get on their high horse and they're like I can't believe you would do this right. he's like he's like I don't know what you expect me to do the money that they give me helps me feed these other children like he's like if I get off if me. I deny him one he'll take ten right so what I have to do is let him have the one so that I could feed the other ten right. with the money that I get and I was like he ain't wrong no he ain't wrong no so but he ends up telling him he's like if you want to find this lead guy who comes and does this he'll be at this stadium tomorrow during halftime giving a speech or something and i was like <laughs> yeah. what it was very strange I'm very like, strange all right well so let's go do that let's go find him so um but before they go to this stadium the next day they go and visit amir's old house and it's just kind of this eerie scene mm-hmm. of his old house you know totally abandoned and and torn down um and then he goes up to the tree that him and amir used to sit under and it's still the branches are still mm-hmm. there so now the next day they're at the soccer game and during half for the your halftime entertainment Good God. they bring out um in the I know in the book it's two, but I feel like in the movie it was just one person. No, they bring the guy out, they oh, they just, bring but they only stoned the oh. woman. So they end up bringing out these two people who are accused of adultery. They end up stoning the woman to death in the middle of the halftime show, um, which is just awful. And I just want to say this still happens to this Ugh. day. I have heard stories as of recent that, that this still happens. It is, it's so crazy. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, so after the game, they end up going to talk to them. They find the man that's in charge and they're like, all right, we'll meet up with, they'll meet up with you later. It was a very weird, like, agreed. I was like, I don't, I didn't understand it. Like, but yeah, they had like a, almost like a silent exchange. Yeah. And then it was like cut to the next, yeah. um, you know, scene. it was, it was very strange. Um, so anyways, they end up going to this random house place i don't know what it what it really is like the hideout i don't know and the man the the leader of the guy comes in and he's like you can take off your disguise like i know that's not real take it off and he shames him he's like how dare you abandon your country Mm -hmm. and not fight with your brothers and blah 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 anyways he ends up bringing in sarab and he's has these like bells on his ankle and he like makes him dance like it's just awful 
we end up finding out that this awful man who takes all these children, which I wasn't surprised about, hmm. is actually Asif. Dirtbag Asif. Dirtbag Asif. Awful. So he's like, all right, well, you can take the kid. Like, I know who you are. I know who who's his dad is. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go ahead and take him, but it's not going to be for free. And which is exactly what he had said to Hassan with the kite. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, glad to know things don't change. Full circle moment. Yeah. So he starts, I mean, Amir gets really, really beat up. Like you can see his jaw break. Even more so in the book. Oh, in the book we'll it's even that. worse. Um, and so he gets really beat up. And then Sarab ends up interrupting or stopping almost the fight. And he has a slingshot. And it's like this little brass ball, mm-hmm. which we know that because that's what it's described yeah. as in the book. Um, and he sh- he puts it in the slingshot and shoots Asif in the eye with it, which sounds so awful. Awful. But again, another full circle moment. If you remember when Hassan was a kid, he kind of did the same thing to Asif and he threatened to, mm-hmm. to take his eye out too. Um, but in the end, his own son ended up doing it. So in the movie, they end up, getting out like there's like a scuffle like some other guys come in trying mm. to shoot at shoot at them but they end up do escaping and getting back to pakistan um and in the movie the next thing we get is them showing up at rahim's house or apartment and we find out that he's left mm-hmm. in the book yeah. He wakes up in a hospital. Yeah, his injuries are way more extensive in the book to the point where they had to wire his sh- mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like multiple, multiple injuries. He stays in the hospital for a while. Um, eventually, you know, he gets to the point where he's, you know, safe enough or I guess healthy enough to be moved back only to find out that when um, Rahim had told him, yeah, there's a couple that we can give uh, Sohrab to doesn't actually exist. Right. Farid went and made, you know, did his research and it's like, yeah, that, that, that couple doesn't actually, right. they're not real. <laughs> so basically what we find out is Rahim made up this lie to get Amir to go, knowing that like, if he didn't, he may have had hesitation, which in the movie, it's very much like, oh, he's my nephew. Gotta go. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And in, in, in the movie, even when he's standing up to, to Asif, he's like, I'm taking this boy back to America with yeah. me. And even calls his wife and is like, I'm bringing this yeah. boy back. Like, there's no doubt that he's bringing him right. back. Right. Um, but yeah, because in, in the book, up until this point, he's not planning on taking mm-hmm. this boy back with him. Um, also, in that note, in the book, is a key to a safe deposit box with money as yeah. well, um, which doesn't happen in the movie. Um, so anyway, so now in the movie, though, um, like the, they're in. So they're basically at Raheem's apartment and Amir wakes up. Um, to find out Sarab is gone. Like, and he can't find him. He searches the city for him. Um, and this was kind of weird for me because I know in the book he ends up finding him at a mosque, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. In the, in the movie, he ends up at a mosque, but... He's he, not there. Sohrab's he's not. There. He, so, yeah, Sohrab's not yeah, like, there, and then he decides to start praying. Yeah, he, like, follows a kid who he thinks is Sohrab, gets to the mosque, realizes it's not Sohrab, and he's like, well, I'm here. I should probably pray. Right. <laughs> um, so, but then after he does that, he comes home, and Sohrab is just sitting on the on the steps. And Sohrab basically says, like, I left in the morning because that's when Asif used to come get me. So he was, like, and he was scared that that was, he does not, he doesn't fully 
believe right now that he's still safe. Right. Um, Even though he's in a completely so, different country right. and all that. So that's why he left. So, but they end up having this conversation, um, you know, talking about how he's afraid he's going to forget what his mom and dad look oh, like. So sad. And so, um, but if you remember, Amir has that Polaroid photo that um, Hassan gave him. So he gave him that photo. And in the movie, they go like kind of real morbid with it. He was like, well, I'm glad my parents are dead because, you know, they would think since I'm so dirty now. Um, That's, they say that. They, the they say too. that in the book too. Yeah. But like he, he, it wasn't so like. I felt like he was still like very much like I miss my parents. Like yeah. it was more like. Well, and they even go one step further in the book to say like he thinks he's dirty because these disgusting men did stuff to him. Right. So not only is he like physically dirty, but he's dirty because he feels like he sinned in some way, even mm-hmm. though he, it was none of it was his you know right. fault or doing so in the so in the movie they're back in america through tsa zero problem in the book not realistic no and in the book they describe it was very difficult for them to get him back to america as it should be because amir does not have any documentation to show that this man this poor boy is any way shape or form related to him right so the fact that like they were like oh yeah easy let's go back to america Woohoo! yeah that's not realistic so in the book we get that you know they go to an american embassy and the guy who works there is like yeah this is going to be pretty much damn near impossible for you to get him out of here because you don't have any documentation he is not legally an orphan. There's no death certificates to say, you know, his parents are dead. So, like, good luck. Right. Um, and, of course, like, they're not taking no for an answer. So they get um, they get um, uh, put with an, a lawyer that's like, okay, you have a few options. What you could do is, um, I think, apply for a humanitarian visa or you can have Sohrab go to a adopt or a orphanage for a little while, and then that can make him like a legal orphan. Then you can apply for adoption, but it will take some time. Yeah. So like an idiot, Amir goes and tells Sohrab, who is a child, like you can't just make these decisions on your own and not right. have to like involve the poor kid. So he ends up telling Sohrab like, hey, there might be a chance that I might have to send you back to an orphanage. And he's like, no, you yeah. promised me you would. I would never have to go back there. Like, I I can't survive. I won't survive if you do this to me. So they go to sleep, um, and then the next morning he wakes up. Sohrab's not in his bed. He finds he find, he like figures out he's in the bathroom. Um, he knocks. He doesn't hear anything. Come to find out that um, Sohrab attempted suicide, mm. which was just oh my god, gut wrenching. Like, I. But again, real, like yeah. real, raw, like I really appreciated it. So basically because Sohrab was afraid that he'd have to go back to the orphanage and that would be the end of his life, yeah. like the, essentially to him, his life would be over at that right. point. So he decided to take matters into his own hand and, and try to commit suicide. Thankfully, they were able to get him in time. They took him to the hospital. They were, you know, they they rehabbed him, um, all that stuff. Intermixed with all of that. Um, at that point, Soraya already knew that, you know, this is the thing. He, he um, Amir had called her and said, you know, told her the entire story. Um, she calls to say she was able to get him a humanitarian visa through her connections. And I think right. her dad's connections, if I'm not mistaken. So eventually they do end up getting back to America. <laughs> but not in the perfect way. <laughs> in a nutshell, that the movie shows. it wasn't that easy. Not at all. And it never is that easy. Like, right. I think about my family, like, we were lucky that we got mm-hmm. to all come together to America. 
uh, you know, on a joint visa. Mm -hmm. There are so many families that get, you know, um, torn apart because mom and daughter, for instance, got a visa, but dad and son have to stay back. And there's just so many like horror stories that you hear over the years, um, you know, about that. So like for the movie to just kind of completely brush over, it was just wild. I thought it was too. Well, and then, so now we're back in America and they have this like weird like dinner with the general and, you know, his wife. And he asked, he's like, why did you bring this kid back? Like, he's very concerned about his perception in the mm-hmm. community because, you know, this is a servant boy and blah, blah, blah. And finally, for the first time ever, Amir actually stands up right. for himself and everybody else tells him the truth about, you know, who this kid is, that it's his nephew mm-hmm. and that he will never treat him or call him a servant again in his presence. Um, This does happen in the book. Um, One thing that I was absolutely shocked that they didn't even brush over in the movie, which I guess maybe because it was, wasn't that long after, but 9-11 happens during the book. (laughs) Yeah. They, I mean, and obviously uh, that is the biggest, you know, situation for Afghanis and Afghanistan in general, because that is the start of, you know, America's, Mm -hmm. you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not infiltration, but essentially invasion invasion of Afghanistan and everything else that Mm -hmm. came came after that. Um, I'm I'm actually appreciative that it was touched on in the book. Yeah. Though, you know, mildly touched on, still brought up because like, I guess, in the movie, we're led to believe it's only 2000 and not a lot of time passes. So I, I guess, guess. They, that, that fig- they figured they didn't need to include yeah. it. But I think it adds to it because it's like at that point, once that all goes down, everybody in the Afghanistan community or Afghani community has a terrible time living in America. Right. Me being Iranian, I had a, a, a terrible time. I mean, right. you, you would go to the airport and you'd get a random check and you knew it wasn't right. random. Or horror stories. Horrible, terrible stories. Um, so I appreciated that it was at, at least touched on in the book. Right. Well, and in the book, it, it gets brought up as well because the general gets sent back yeah. for his military duty back right. there. And he actually eventually takes... Or the wife goes back too. Yeah. So, again... Not sure if they just weren't ready to touch on it in movies. They do touch on it in quite a few movies now because, yeah. you know, we're almost 20 years after it now. True. Um, but yeah, interesting. It wasn't included. The end of the movie is a scene of them going to a park. Um, Amir ends up buying a kite for him and Sarab to fly. And he's very, like, timid about, you know, trying to learn mm-hmm. how to fly this kite. But then he starts talking about his dad and, you know, how they used to fly kites together and that his dad was the best kite runner in Kabul. Um, and then they see another kite in the sky and he ends up, I was like, this old man is like torturing these little kids, cutting down their <laughs> kite. Um, but, you know, they cut down the kite and Amir asks, you know, do you want me to run this kite for you? And so Rob just kind of like stares at him, but yeah. he like nods and Amir goes for you a thousand times over, Ugh. which is what Hassan said to him when he Uh-oh. ran his last kite. Ugh. And that's how the movie ends. Um, I cried so much. <laughs> Just like this entire story is just so gut-wrenching, but so beautiful. Right. Um, I mean, I guess I know the answer. Like, did the movie stay true to the book? For the most part, I Yeah, with the exception of the, you know, final few chapters and the story with Sohrab. Yeah, Yeah. it did. Um, But are you going book or movie? I'm going book. Me too. Yeah, the the movie's good. I think, you know, 
it's a good representation or a, a condensed representation mm-hmm. of what you get in the book. Uh, but the book is just so well written and mm-hmm. like the, to your point, like shows the culture so, so well and it's just written so beautifully. So definitely going book. Yes. Yes. I fully, I really actually did not like this movie at all. Oh, ouch. Cause I liked the book so much. And yeah. I was just like, the emotion that this book was able to like bring forward like there were times I even got you know I got emotional with it and it's like and it was one of those books like it wasn't a thriller it wasn't a mystery but I kept just wanting to read it you know um which is hard if it's not a thriller or a mystery you know um and I didn't get any of that not a lot of emotion and I think it might have been the main character who just didn't do it for me that's fair um so safe to say this was a five-star read for you I'll give it a four. Oh, okay. I'm going to give it a very, four. Uh, very strict with your fives. <laughs> yes. Very strict with my fives. Oh, well, it was a five-star read for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com. And like we mentioned earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you our episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. And then our drama level gets you what I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out like we gave one to Mo earlier this episode. And you get access to our bonus content, including our movie serials, which we've got Firefly Lane on there, Behind Her Eyes on there. And we will be starting... Um, Nine Perfect Strangers, which is a Hulu series here shortly. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls. Or hit up our Instagram. There's a link right in our profile. Or do Super that. Easy. Whatever's easiest for you. <laughs> so coming up next, we are doing If I Stay, which I know I've heard of before. I think it's one of those like um, sad teen mo- movies. Yeah. The only reason I kind of know anything about it is because I Googled it the other day and it's with Chloe Grace Moretz, I think is how you say oh, her name. Oh, I do like her. She was dating um, David Beckham's son for a while. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, that's literally all I know about this stuff. Okay. So. All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.